Hey everybody, this is Mark J. Ryan and we're going to do a short, hopefully short, we've got to pick up the kids from school, about a 30 minute podcast and want to talk a little bit about the work that both Kathy and I have been doing recently and something that happened today with Kathy as we were going through some back and forth. Uh, how would you describe that, Kathy, that back and forth? Anyways, welcome to the Mark J. Ryan experience. <laughs> you know, the one that I put up for you all the time? Yeah, I'm yes. here. I'm always on the Mark J. Ryan experience in exactly. the background, right? Uh, so what do I want to call what just happened? Yeah, we, we were we were kind of going back and forth between some issues. Arguing? Uh, arguing a little bit. He did. And part of our, I think, what we would call our, our work both of us uh, together and individually is to clear up our crap, clear up stuff that's in the way. And sometimes when you're in the midst of it, it's the hardest time to really take a look at it. But from what I've found and doing coaching and therapy and stuff is that you got to get a little bit of it going. You got to access those neural networks and people and have it there. Because if you just have a concept about what change is going to be like when it actually happens, it doesn't usually happen that like that. But if you're in the midst of it, when you're like, no, I don't want to do this. I want to feel like this. And we were kind of both at that place of what we each wanted to feel and kind of challenge each other to do a little bit of work in the moment, in the heat of the moment. And some pretty amazing things happened to both of us, but especially Kathy. Really? Just especially me? Especially you. I thought it was pretty cool. Huh. I thought something happened for you, too. Oh, it does. It does. You're smiling now instead I'm of smiling, yes. arguing. I'm smiling, yes. Yes. Uh, well, let's put it this way. that the, You did the work and you did the release, and from that release, it was pretty amazing to watch it, but also to experience it, to feel it in my body and to identify with it. And Kathy was gracious enough in the midst of it um, to let me suggest a few things to do. And yes, those were very helpful things. Yes, very helpful. How were they helpful? Distinctions. Distinctions. Those magic words. I love to talk about distinctions because it really is. We have a tendency to go really big um, and go global and make it either or. They're both kind of NLP terminology of how we process information and patterns and things like that. And a lot of times if you can chunk it down real small or chunk it up really big, beyond the box that you're stuck in if you can go outside the box or go deeper we get to space and from that magical place of space we find a lot of our resources that are there and i'm kind of just saying what i experienced what i thought happened and how i do work and everything and maybe kathy you can kind of give us how you feel it how you felt it how you experienced it how you think it happens or what happened to you so there was a magical point kind of a setup as a frame I say it's a magical point because it was beautiful to watch and to see and to be part of an experience that um, we had kind of had been going back and forth about something for a little bit. And then as it was starting to wind down while it was still there, we both got really honest. And then I just said to Kathy, I said, move your eyes up here. And instead of over there, because I could see she was really accessing uh, with her eyes a certain part of her brain. And the resource part of her brain wasn't activated. And I asked her to move her eyes up to the right, which is NLP visual constructed, where you can construct new things. Whereas the VR, the visual remembered, up left is where we remember stuff. And the, those parts are usually pretty isolated. 
and they don't have access to other parts of our brain and our resources and our spirituality of who we are. They kind of lock down and close and batten the hatches, close the box up, uh, castle locks down the gate, you know, and puts everybody around there to defend it. And, you know, Einstein talked about the, the, the way we create a problem. We can't undo the problem. And I'm paraphrasing here, undo the problem the same way we created it. So you have to bring in new resources and through NLP, one of the great things is to be able to look and see where somebody is accessing and what they're leaving out. And if you can help them get to that part that they're leaving out, most of the time they have the resources that they need to get past the issue. And uh, I'm just as guilty and I look for people. If I can find somebody that's creative and knows what they're doing and can watch that and make me aware of it, I love it. Because I realize that I'm in boxes a lot of times and I don't know how to get out of them. And so... When we were going back and forth with Kathy, I think that uh, I could see a big box. And I took a chance and in the midst of some, some heat, so shall we say, and said, look that way. And I took a chance. Yes. And you looked, <laughs> and that, I way. looked that way. And what I noticed was everything I was angry at you about, and I was trying to explain from the remembered perspective, when I went to the... Creative, the constructive, creative, constructive, the creative, creative, constructive perspective. I couldn't use the same words, the same words. It wasn't flowing in the same way. I had to communicate. I had to choose different words. Yeah. So, for example, I couldn't say, you know, you did blah, blah, blah. I had to say, I don't want, I don't want to feel guilty that you are feeling a certain way, you know, so that that it became, um, I had to own my own feeling in it rather than saying, you know, you are doing this and you're feeling this way and you're, you know, and, and being more of a, um, pattern recognizer, I guess, of what was going on with you. When I went to the creative side of my mind, I had the words, I couldn't say that those things, it wasn't flowing. And the words that came up were more in alignment with what I was feeling. And saying what I wanted to create instead of what I recognized in you on the outside. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. Does that make any sense? Oh, I think that makes perfect sense. I think the, the, can we say what the word was? What? The attacked. Attacked? Yes. It yes. Was, so, so it was a double trigger. And that, when I say double trigger is I would start a conversation or start something uh, about a certain thing. And the way I would go after it, it would create a stimulus or response pattern in Kathy where she would go into as if I was attacking her. And then I'm like, my crap was like, oh my gosh, I'm not attacking her. And then I would get upset because, so we were in this lock, you know, over this word attacked. And I'm just, I said, can we kind of slice it down? And can we just do something with this word attacked? You, you, when you feel attacked, you go into a certain pattern or a certain pattern grabs a hold of you and different hypnotic phenomena that happens to all of us. We age regress. We we lock down. We go into either or mentality. It's kind of how we thought more as a kid um, for safety and survival than we do with adult adults with resources. And I said, can we work on that word? Can we change that word? I just that word attacked. I don't feel like I'm attacking you. And I noticed that when you say attacked, you go into a certain process. Now, that's not that's easier said than done. I don't recommend unless you know what you're doing and you've had some experience like Kathy and I both have, because even though we know it and we're in the midst of it, when you're like that, it's really difficult, in my opinion, to 
to to do it with somebody that you love first of all that's why it's easier doing it with therapy and coaching but then to be aware and be able to go counterintuitive to yourself in a sense to say okay i'm willing to go against myself or what i think is myself which kind of leads into what what happened we think we have these parts we have these processes and they've been with us for so long that we identify with them we think they're us and kathy had a pretty amazing experience where I'm not sure exactly what triggered the, well, I started talking about your website and yesterday I, we've been talking about redesigning Mark's website and putting it into a new theme that's easier for him to use, easier for me to use. Um, and so I started creating the website on a staging server but I didn't want to, and, and so it was like half done on the staging server. What's a staging server, just in case people It's just don't a know place, it's a hidden place where okay. I can show you what I'm working on, but the whole world doesn't see it. It's not on the live server. You don't go to Mark J. Ryan and see it all. But so, it's still up in a form of what it's going to look like when it does get right, live. Right, right. It's kind of, it's a staging place. It's okay. a place where you set okay. up the stage and you can see it. All and, right. Everybody can see how beautiful the shell is. And so I was working on that. It was like mostly done, you know, for the most part. Um, But then the process of moving it from the staging server to the live server can be somewhat of a pain in the butt. So I um, decided I was mad at you. (laughs) And I'm like, I don't care. I'm not going to go through that whole process. I'm just going to do it. And so I used that anger energy because I was mad at you. And I just went to the live server and I just tore the site down. The data was all still there. I know what I'm doing. It's not like I'm destroying things. Yes, you've been doing this for (laughs) 20 20 years. Um, So I I tore down the old site, took out the old theme, put the new theme in there, and just started replicating stuff in a way that was easier for me than, you know, the perfect way of, you know, accommodating Mark's views. And I was just doing it the way I wanted to do it. And he could change it later type of thing. I was just getting it done without trying to accommodate. And so as we start talking about, in the argument this morning, we started talking about what I had done and how freeing it felt for me to just do it the way I wanted to do it and not having to think about accommodating you or how you wanted it to be and that you can fix that later if you don't like it type of thing. I just did it the way I wanted to. And then I realized, (laughs) oddly, that... When I kept talking about accommodation, I kept going back to the left side. I kept going to the remembered side, right? To yes. the, not to the, but when I'm talking about the new site, I realize I'm, I'm actually like using hand gestures and pointing at both yeah. places. And as I'm doing that, I'm starting to, the distinction is starting to wake up within me that the creative side felt really free for me to just do what I wanted to do and I hope it's okay with you and if it's not we'll fix it there rather than the past where I have been very accommodating and then the pattern starts just like kind of unraveling and I start seeing that my accommodation of you and everybody else and um the processes that I went through in order to do all of this accommodation was very draining to me and did not accommodate me at all. Accommodated everybody else in my world, but didn't accommodate me. And I actually had a little trick that I was playing on myself and playing on others of kind of racking up these accommodation points of, I've done all of these things for you, you see. So therefore, you must 
do all of these things for me, where I kind of like in my own mind, keep other people hostage of what I want from them and keep myself safe from other people pushing me around because I've got all of these accommodation points and I can just go, you know, cash yeah. them in. Right. So I start seeing all of this and then I realize that, you know, some of the arguments we were having about, you know, these cats that were fostering and Mark's like pretty much done with the cat fiasco that's been happening a little bit longer than we had originally thought, but um, I want to continue on through it and I want Mark to accommodate me in this, which he's doing because I've accommodated him. And so it's like becomes this accounting system. And I started seeing this pattern for what it was and seeing it as this pattern and seeing it as a game I was playing with myself and playing with other people that wasn't necessarily, it was just a lot easier, like with the website to just cut to the chase, do what I wanted to do and hope that's okay with you. That felt so much better. And I've been doing these coaching sessions with people and the energy seems to flow there of like, okay, this is what's coming through and this is how things are working. And I'm not like trying to super accommodate anybody. It's just like, I'm really in the flow of my spirit when these sessions are going on. And it's almost like this higher spirit than me, than my conscious mind is flowing through me when those sessions happen. And I recognize that the same type of like there's this creative energy flowing through me and it's this huge gift for myself it's my huge gift for other people it's a gift for the people that i'm helping it's a gift for your website is all yes. of that energy is flowing in a gift kind of way but it's not an accommodation kind of way it's yeah. not like i'm trying to rack up points to keep me safe right and that <clears throat> that was kind of like how, how does kathy get there and and I think that you know when you the, the the reason people need coaching, why I need coaching, why Kathy needs coaching is because we see it from a different perspective as we're experiencing it. We don't realize what the coach is doing if the coach recognizes what's happening, what words they may say, what actions like okay, right now look up to the to the right while you're saying that to me, and then to be able to recognize like with Kathy, I saw it clearly. I not only saw it but I felt it. It was it was really powerful where I asked her a certain question about where I saw her putting her hands and she kind of shaped it in a ball and, and she was doing this unconsciously as she was talking to me, but being trained to see this kind of stuff and, and listen and hear different things, I hear her identifying this ball and I'm like, wow, right now she's outside of it. That identity of that ball is not inside of her. She has just now shown. So if I can help her become aware of that part, that it's not her, that it's something, it's a pattern. It's a, we said virus, sorry, we come up with the word. Yeah. It's, a, it's a virus that runs through us that causes us to think certain way. But when it does, a little bit ago, I'm looking for the microphone that we have. I was upstairs and the microphone is sitting on a little stand and I'm upstairs and I'm, I'm looking for this thing. And I looked downstairs and I went back and it was just kind of one of these little gorilla stands that uh, you can move all around that's holding the mic up with. But I went back upstairs and I'm by my, my computer on the desk there and I just stood there because I'm like, I could feel it in my body. That thing was there. and But I couldn't see it. But I couldn't see it. And I stuck with it and I started to say, well, maybe, you know, maybe I did leave it in Arizona last couple months ago. And I'm like, no, I know I saw it. And I just stayed there and I just kept looking. And where I was looking, I could not see it. But then all of a sudden, I'm like, I know it's here. And it, it oh, my eyes started to focus differently and there it was exactly where I was looking at it but what happens is our belief systems are so strong so powerful 
that if we believe a certain way, we see things and we also delete. We delete, distort, and generalize information. So we only see what we believe that we can see at the time. But by staying with it a little bit, and that's kind of what, what was happening with Kathy. Kathy, in, in what we all do, and I'm saying Kathy, but this is all of us, me. Uh, you know, <laughs> I got into this because I realized how much I, I do it to myself. And, and I cleared some things like, wow, I want to do a bunch of that. This is really cool. And 30 years later, I'm still doing it. But what happened was, at that point, when I said, do you, do you recognize that part? But I had to bring her over back to the right. And this is coaching, and it can get complicated. But if you're trained in it, it becomes more of an art to see and say, how can I get the resources that are in that other part of where she was looking, but also have her identify that part at the same time? So from her creative side, she could see the, 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 what was going on, that part that was in a ball. And then all of a sudden, she could see it as being apart from her. So no longer was she that. That was now a part of her that was accessing her resources, her body, to run this virus pattern, so to speak. And she separated from it. And seeing that, it was almost like watching somebody wake up from something. You see, they talk about the matrix and everything. And that's one of the reasons I do this, because when people do get it, they do wake up. It's like, wow, man, this is so cool. And I'm like... She could feel it and she could sense it. And then I asked her, I said, can you describe it to me? Well, for her to describe it to me, she can't be in it. She has to be looking at it. And this is part of the new product that I have, the forgiveness and love and the perceptual positions, is to for her to be able to look at it from a distance, whether it's any little bit of distance, as long as it's not. And she perfectly described my experience of living with this this part, so to speak, for, for eight years but she wasn't identified with it. She hadn't it, because she was feeling so good in her construct, in her creative part, in her imagination, that that part not, now was not required for it for it anymore. So, what I'm getting to is that if we look at baseball and we got the, okay, we got the home plate, first base, second base, third base, we think we have to go through a certain process. I have to go through this. I have to feel like you know. Um, I'm having to accommodate people, which then it gets to a point like nobody ever gets up to the points that I need, which then gets me angry, which is second base. And then third base, well, I'm just going to do it myself and then feels like it's home base. And I'm like, you don't have to go through all those negative emotions to experience it. That's there available for you to do anyways. And she got it. And she's and, and she, then all of a sudden the creative part of her mind, as quick as Kathy's mind is, as smart as she is. It was just amazing to watch this processing and to get it and to see it kind of now locked down into an identity of creative Kathy instead of what the accommodating Kathy felt that part felt like it had to do. So now we kind of create two different parts that are separate where she can go in and step into the creative Kathy, the constructed part of, of, of her mind and be that without having to go all the She can just be on home base all the time and feel like mm. she hit a home run. Yeah. And that's my description, but go ahead. And we we kind of create these things to keep ourselves safe, don't we? That's exactly what it is. From the time we're children, we learn to use our mind in whatever way we can. You know, you think of the trauma work that we've both done, you know, and, and people that are in trauma. And they create these little things as kids. And they're doing the best they can in these little places. And whatever that place is, I, it doesn't matter. It's how they get in there and how they get out. All of us as human beings have certain ways of thinking. We process information in very similar ways. 
And if you can see how they processed it and what they're leaving out, and that's, again, what we do as a coach is to say, what are you missing and help fill in the gaps with resources? But go right. ahead, you were going to say. So, like when I was a kid, getting what, what getting our needs met as children was not always an easy thing. No, that's so, right. So you get, you get really good at creating little games that you can play. And if they worked once... You try it again, and then you keep trying, and then all of a sudden it becomes this unconscious thing. And maybe I picked it up from my mother, you know, who also went through, you know, kind of a difficult childhood, too. And she had her ways of getting her needs met. And I may have just like, oh, well, that's how we do things then. And so that was the way I just kind of picked up of like, okay, this... This pattern then becomes, it becomes like the number one tool in your toolbox to get what you need and to keep yourself safe no matter what's going on around you. And you internalize it to the point where it becomes such a part of you that you think it is you. You think that's that's just how things, this is how things work and this is how you are in relation to this part that is me and and so then you know everything that you see in your world outside of you gets you kind of see it through those glasses of of that pattern is that no no no, that's perfect that's exactly right you know if all you have is a hammer everything starts to look like a nail right but if you start to get a screwdriver and you start to get drills and different you get a full toolbox and that's what we're doing is like saying okay this person doesn't have this drill they need to drill you don't need to you know, be, be hammering a nail through a hole to try to make holes. There's a thing called right. drill that'll do it a lot more usefully. Yes, you can use this hammer to drive that nail through and create a hole. But if you use a drill, it's going to work a lot better, a lot more efficiently and, and easily. And the thing is, people will resist you if they don't know it yet. But if you can give them the experience of a drill and drill the hole through the board and then they can, they can do it themselves and realize, oh, my gosh, I can do it. They will pick it up in an instant. I mean, just boom, just like that. They'll get it. As long as they know it's safe. Exactly. It's got to be safe. So they <laughs> so it's not it. safe, they're going to they're gonna have to see it working and feel it. Yeah. And I think that's what, why, I mean, because I've, I've known I've had this pattern for, before I met you. I think I, like, very quietly, like, admitted it very quietly. <laughs> Not really publicly of like, oh my gosh, I've got this whole martyr thing going on. And can you look at all the things that I've done for you? And I I knew that this was coming up, but I thought, well, I could just, you know, work with it, mask it. And and, um, what was my point? (laughs) No, that's okay. It's about the the resources that you have. Right. But um, so if, but if you don't feel like it's, if it's safe, but you're, you're, Spirit will constantly bring it up to you and constantly give you people, situations, experiences that are going to show you the pattern over and over again. And that pattern is going to get triggered and it's going to work. And that pattern is going to get triggered and it's going to work. And then it's going to get triggered and then it's going to cause pain. And then it's going to cause some more pain. And then it's going to, because you're, you're being shown that it's not working for you anymore. Yeah. And then when you can move to a new situation and use the drill, so to speak, and say, oh my God, that was so much easier. You mean I don't have to go through all that pain anymore? And then you can let go of the old thought virus, the old pattern, the old, you know, and see, the thing is, it is kind of a piece of consciousness because you, you're giving life 
just like like your computer gives life to a virus on your hard drive, you feed it. Yeah, exactly. You feed that virus. That virus cannot run unless your computer is on and your computer is giving energy to it. And so you, as a spiritual being, are giving energy to this pattern, and therefore you are giving it sort of a life of its own in a lot of ways. And my hands are getting hot, so no, that means I'm on the right track, right? So you you are giving. Kathy's hands get really hot when energy, healing energy starts flowing through her. I mean, hot to the point where she used to do it with me and and I would say, you you need to take your hands off. And she's like, I'm sent. I said, that's so hot. It's uncomfortable. You know, but it's weird if she would touch my feet. It wouldn't bother me. I actually would like, oh, give me as much as you can of that. I would absolutely love it. Yeah, but I don't like to touch your feet. I know, she doesn't <laughs> like to touch my feet. But if it was good, what you would rub my face and you know. <laughs> but, you know, the, the spiritual, were you done? Were you still making a point? I don't know if you Yeah, were. I think that's my point, is that we are we are basically giving life to a new thought form, yeah. so to speak, by by giving it energy. When it, And as soon as you start putting your energy towards um, creative constructs on, on that side... Um, and you step away from sort of those remembered things are kind of like programs. Everything on the remembered side is because it's in your memory. It is kind of like a program. Yes, isn't exactly. It? It's 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 a program. It's a a lot of times what we call them as nominalizations, and that means that basically it's a it's kind of a solidified concept. So that we don't have our thoughts are not solid, but in a sense, a nominalization is uh, like a noun. You know, we make something a noun, and they say, "I feel love." Well, love is a moving, continuing process that, that, that can't be boxed up. But we have this amazing ability in our brains to be able to kind of lock it up and make it locked up and block it off from other parts. And then we have an interpretation. Well, love means this. Love means you saying this. Love means you doing this. Love, And, and so we, we kind of we use these childhood, immature ways of thinking about it to kind of... Um, stop it from flowing and so we a lot of times with the, with the coaching we'll find a, some kind of a still picture that'll be in there it's a not moving picture still concept and what we want to do is break that find out where it is what it is and we talk about these i mean there's thousands i've been working on this for 30 years and just keep opening up more and more and more but it's to get those thoughts and concepts that are stuck and isolated in the brain to get them oxygen and have the virus you know kind of uh, up against the resources of other parts of your brain. And and we start to open that up, and then the virus doesn't have a specific area to attack. And I'm saying virus, so you can get a better understanding of it. It's a good analogy, I think. Yeah. Because it is kind of like that. It works like that. It it isn't you, and it isn't like a life form of its own, but when you run it, it does have a life of its own. Yeah, exactly. When you give it energy, it does have a life, and it's kind of like inanimate beings, but... Go from the spiritual perspective. We go back to what Buddha says. You know, all suffering comes from desire. And you know, just recently, I've heard that for I don't know how many years since I read Siddhartha when I was a kid, and we talked about that in school. I mean, this is grade school they had us reading Siddhartha. And um, I recently, all of a sudden, it, it changed the meaning of it. And that's what a lot of this is about: the new product, the timeless forgiveness and love, and the perceptual positions. You know, the the meanings of words that have certain things about what is suffering, what is desire. Um, And then I realized, wow, desire is I want her to respond to me in this way or I suffer. I want him to respond to me in that way 
or I suffer. And really, the suffering is our interpretation because in the world it just is. What's going on with people in China and India right now that are fighting and everything like that, I would look at it uh, if I saw two people speaking in a foreign language and they were, and I didn't understand a word they'd said, I might be entertained by the same thing and going, God, they kind of look funny or they sound funny doing it. Well, you know, not in English. But if I heard it in English and then it was my family members, all of a sudden it takes on a different nominalization, a different meaning that all of a sudden now I want it to be another way. I want it to be something different and I'm willing to do my patterns and fight and argue whatever it takes uh, manipulate, persuade. And what I'm realizing is it's not about us doing that with other people. It's going inside and looking at the what the word suffering is. Suffering in itself is a force, like gravity, that all of us have. And that it's there. It's not going away. But if we look at it and, and look and say it's not something meant to take things away from us, so let's say if somebody gets rich and everything like they figure it out, what they're doing, why we want money, a lot of us, and why we want it a certain way, we get enough money, we can have everything we want in a certain way. It'll be nice and tidy. And then what we do is we just isolate ourselves. My mom used to work as a hospice nurse down in Florida and in very wealthy part of Florida. And she says it was gated community, you know, and, and she she says these people, they just they don't they've locked themselves down more and more in their life because they're getting what they want. Mm -hmm. They're suffering. But what they're doing is not going in looking at suffering as like gravity to say, what can I do to make this work for me? You know, they, they feel like, you know, suffering is falling down, scraping your knee all the time. Well, if you do it enough and you learn to walk, you stop scraping your knee. So if we look at suffering in a different way and the meaning of it, and we can start to go into it and say, how does this work for me? If this is a force like gravity, I'm not using it properly. How do I use it properly and go in there for myself to say, what are my wants? What are my desires that are there? You know, Kathy wanted safety in that aspect of it. She came to, a, 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 in which we all do, and it usually goes very immature and goes back to, uh, going back into childhood, and that's time uh, age regression is what we call it, and that's one of the biggest hypnotic trance phenomena is age regression, and we go back to age regression and figure this stuff out. But what what we really need to start doing is saying, stay with the suffering, what we call suffering, and say what's beyond it. And this is what what I saw happen with Kathy. She was going through suffering. But she she stayed with it and then saw that it wasn't really suffering at all. But her interpretation of it kind of brought suffering into the equation and made it suffering. These parts, these viruses, they're the ones that bring you suffering. When we're doing our coaching, we're doing our work, what we're saying is how do we maybe take you out of suffering and bring you into another state, but more into the spiritual realm. How do you recognize this as something that you just interpreted a certain way? And by shifting your interpretation or handing it over to God or spirit, the divine, whatever it is, and see. And that's what happened with the, the beautifully with the constructive part of what happened with Kathy is that there was spirit entered into her. That creative part, that constructive, that's spirit. That's, that is the divine entering in and taking care of a solution. And from that timeless part that comes in this creative, it dissipates, it dissolves, it separates you from what we call viruses and I've kind of gone on one of my rants there anyways but yeah I'm used to it <laughs> yeah, yeah, you are patient with me on that <laughs> well it's um I mean the 
the thought viruses, the patterns, they're all just based on erroneous beliefs that you don't live in a safe universe. And we do live in a safe universe. And when spirit enters in and you have that creative force, because we are all creative beings, that is the nature of who we are as spiritual beings. We are creatives. We are co-creators with the divine energy of the universe. And when that energy enters in and when you are flowing with that energy, old beliefs dissolve they just dissipate. Now, for example, I did a coaching session last week, and it started out, you know, using astrology, which I've been using forever, and both Western and Vedic astrology. Right, but I stick mostly with the Vedic because it makes more sense to me, and it's I find it to be much more useful. But that's just another set of beliefs, right? So I'm that's my little crutch. Yeah. <laughs> so I start in with the astrology because it helps me understand people, and I find it to be highly act accurate when I'm I'm working with people. It's it, agreed upon thing too. When you hit, it's like you're having a contract. Both people agree. Let's start off with your interpretation that I'm a Capricorn. What do you? What are you seeing? Sure. Now you got common ground, and, and then you always take it somewhere else and go a lot farther. And well, it, that's where on. it starts. It starts with talking about beliefs within a belief system that works for both me and the person I'm working with. And so we work with astrology, but I'm finding that as I'm working with people, something else enters in. And, you know, I, I'm trained Reiki master. Both of us are trained. You're level four of Reiki master, yeah, too. Trained, right. Yeah. yeah, both of us. Are, but it's not like, you know, I'm doing this. Like, I am the Reiki master out there. But I use the energy in my... But but it's just the energy, you know? Yeah. It's not necessarily that I have to do all of the symbols correctly or whatever. The energy just flows. And I think being trained as a Reiki master, you just learn that's the energy. Okay, can I, I can, can recognize Can I just make a it. quick comment on sure. that? The reason I did it was because I, cause Spirit kept telling me to go touch people and lay my hands on people and talk to them and it'd be a trade show, sports and gun. I'm like, no, I'm not doing that. <laughs> I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. Then when I realized that John and uh, Julie at that point, Julie Silverthorne and Ed, uh, my buddy Ed and Georgie, they were kind of like, why don't you do Reiki? And then kept, and it's like, yeah, that gives me, and I don't really have to touch them. I can keep my hands above them. So it was a tool for me to be able to and and it helped did teach me a little bit about focus in that energy but ba that's that's why I learned it and it sounds to me like you're saying something similar that it's there as a tool it but is what happens there as a happens tool. But whatever, I, yeah. But you then start to recognize the energy, and you recognize that. I mean, when I was trained, I learned very quickly that I was sick when I went to the first training, and they, st you know, we started practicing with the energy, and then I got attuned, and the sickness just got really, like a really cold or something, or a flu. Yeah, or? it was like a flu, and it got really, really strong, and then it was. It was gone, and wow. it was so weird that I had to take notice that there was something definitely there. So I'm noticing now when I'm working with people that this energy, whether it's the Reiki energy or if it's just, I think it's just spirit personally, because I mean, we've, we did the matrix energetics thing and sure. that was the same Sandy force. Area, yeah. It was the same force that was working when we were working with people. I felt it was the same type of energy movement that was happening. And so as I'm working with people, I start with the astrology and then all of a sudden all of this other energy starts coming in and then I start just words start flowing and I'm not even sure what I'm saying and that I don't even know like I have to go listen to the recording of the session that I did most recently because I don't even remember the second half of it because it just started flowing well let's, can I stop you just <laughs> think so about weird. what you're saying what I didn't remember 
I didn't. I so don't. you weren't in that part of your brain. I your wasn't. whole brain was being used for the creative part of who you are. Right. And it doesn't need to remember because it knows it's always there. Right. So there's not memory required. Right. Yeah. Wow. So that does feed into all of the oh, stuff. Oh yeah, we absolutely. Yep. That's why when I sit there and I tell you, like I keep forgetting things and I'm not remembering and stuff is there. I used to watch that with some of my spiritual teachers, and they're like, I have no idea what I was saying. Why? Because you're using your whole self, your being, your spirit, not to remember stuff. You know that it's there and it's it's timeless. It's always going to be there. You can access it any time, and it takes care of the situation. You don't have to worry about remembering stuff. You don't have to prepare yourself for safety, right? Because spirit is always there, right? And and you just the only thing you have to remember is that spirit's always there, and you just go into it and enter into it. And that part of your brain isn't now. If you're remembering about building websites, yeah, that's when memory comes in, handy. right? Or accounting, accounting, or whatever. Like, yeah, yeah. real accounting, real. Accounting. <laughs> <laughs> but I interrupted you. I'm sorry that that, that point there. I thought it was really profound. No, that's that, that's. What I wanted to talk to you about oh, yeah. is what, because I, I did feel like the sessions that I've been doing with people related to what happened with us this morning, that there was a relation, because I could feel my energy when when I got the distinction between why I was angry with you and the creative force of, of building your website out, and then the, also the creative force of working with people was that's where I want to be. I want to be in that energy and that's what I've been looking for and that's what I've, I enjoy. And that's the kind of websites I like to build when it's just like, okay, tear everything down and let's just build it the way we want it to be and it doesn't have to be perfect and it doesn't have to follow procedures and there's no restriction placed on it. It just flows and it works so much better yeah. and so much faster. And I think that that's the healing energy is the same force of creative energy flowing as co-creators with spirit yeah. in manifesting this world that we're all in the midst of shaping and i think maybe that's why all of this is becoming very um it's just becoming crystal clear to me right now is because we are going through this shift energetically on the planet so many more people are waking up to who they really are that or it's getting waking up to who they don't want to be <laughs> yes <laughs> Yes. I don't want to be this person anymore. I don't want to Help be this me. person anymore. And how, but what is it that I want to yes. be? And, and they don't know how to move into that creative force. Well, let's just take that real quick because they're trying to remember something that doesn't yeah. exist. Yeah. It doesn't exist because it's got to come out of the creative part. Right. So they're using the safety of like, I got to go back and remember how to use this safety. Who do I want to be? But they can't. They can't because it's in the creative. So it has to be something. So it's really fine of like uh, looking people on trap trapezes. You know, there's a certain point where they got to let go of one trapeze to grab onto the other trapeze. Yes. And I think our work is to, to give them a place of safety in uncertainty, that time in between to be able to let go of one and grab on the other and go, I got my drill. I can drill a hole. This is much better. Wow, this is great. Yeah, but eventually that drill is not going to work no, for them either because anymore that's because it. it's going to move into the remembered, isn't it? Because we, that's exactly right. But and then what we do is we try to then use that. And the, the, the process is, is that we have to have this fine line between how long we stay on one trapeze for to be able to move to the next trapeze. That's because we're in flow. We're, sure. an, we're an energy flow process. And there's a part of us that wants to associate safety with holding on to something. Yes. A memory. 
a thought, a past, a concept. Right. And our creative brain never stops creating. We just determine that we're going to create in the safety way. We're going to create memories. We're, we're using this beautiful gift that we have, the spiritual gift of, of the creative process for something that slows us down, like a river that flows, but then they have those little eddies that spin and stuff like that. And what happens is is that when we use the creative gift for anything else other what we want to say well i'm yeah i got spirit and it's all flowing and it's all present but i kind of want to give it a little bit more of another level of safety and then we start to go into an eddy and we spin and we're using our creative process but not in the way the creative process was meant to go we're now using it for something that becomes destructive and people could build careers and 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 bank accounts off of that because they think well if i just get a little bit more money and i get another bigger house or i'm live doing this but if money all went away, what would happen? Where would you be? What would you do then? If money just kind of disappeared or the we realized the dollar was like the Zimbabwe <laughs> dollar that went to it. You carry yeah. around trillions of dollars and they're worth nothing. Right, right. What do you do then? What do you, so it's, it's just an aspect of safety instead of right. the flow. The sun is still going to shine. Exactly. And the sky is still going to be blue. And That's everything's exact. always going to be okay. And actually, maybe the next creative process is going to be even better than what we've had before. Yeah, and it, and it is, and it's it always, always is though, isn't it? It is better, and it's. I think it's it's making those distinctions because what we have a tendency to do is look at something as a whole. You looked at that process today as a whole, and what we did is we broke it down into parts, and it just it fell apart. You separate it; could, it couldn't stay in you like it. Like when we made little distinctions about it, and this is again, folks, what we do with the with the coaching, both of us. You make those little distinctions about it. It then can't be the same thing it was. It doesn't, it can't, ident- it's like a pair of shoes. It's like you, you make your feet bigger and they don't fit in the same shoes anymore. You expanded. Now you can't fit in the same shoes and you're trying to fit in the same shoe. It doesn't happen. Mm, it does. We've outgrown it. You've outgrown Just it. Just like, like with all the changes that are happening in the world, we've outgrown a lot of the systems that worked for us 50 years ago. But they don't work for us anymore as, as as humanity, as beings. of Everybody's waking up to this creative flow yep. that's within us. And we're getting all of these, you know, like phones and tools that are allowing us to be more creative. I mean, I think that's the greatest gift of technology is it's giving everybody a voice. It's giving everybody the ability to be creative, to make movies, to make podcasts, to make music, um, all in the palms of their hands. And everybody gets to do that now. So there's really no need for people to go sit in cubicles and add numbers together. Yeah. There's no need for that. So the system has to change in order to accommodate. Ooh, there's my favorite word. <laughs> but it, it, it was in a much much cleaner, <laughs> cleaner way. A cleaner, no, but it, an expanded it's, way. Yes, accommodating an expanded way. It wasn't a limited accommodation. It was an expanded. Well, accommodation. It was an accommodation for points. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> trying to score points in the accommodation game yeah. doesn't really work out. But when you're being accommodated by a system, the system, the old system wants to accommodate a limited humanity, and the new system will accommodate a larger humanity. Yeah. It has to. And it's being created right now, I think, in one framework, in the spiritual framework, and it'll start showing up here more and more. And that's what we'll be plugging into. So there's really no fear of the old dissipating because the new is is being reborn right now. Well, you still have, I, I think the, the only distinction I would make with that is that there. I still think that there are the parts that are going to try to stay like along with the ego. Like I watched something the other night about this guy and he was talking 
about create the creative and what's going on with creativity and how it's expanding and it's going into this certain area. But there was something in it where I'm, I'm going like, yeah, but it's, this feels incomplete somehow, somehow, some way. It's so to, then I realized, oh, I get what it is. He's not including spirit in this. He's including just man in this. And it's kind of like saying, okay, here's a bunch of water that comes out of a, of a river. We don't know where it's coming from, how it was created, where it came from. But I'm going to take this river and I'm going to do all this stuff now with the water that's there. And I'm going to create from that. I stop the flow. I'm, I'm going to say this came from me. I invented this. This is my, and, and disregard the fact of where it flowed in from and where mm-hmm. it was flowing out to and including spirit in it. So I think that that's where we get off track as human beings is that we're, where's the attribution going to? What are we attributing this to? And are we attributing it to the spirit and the flow and the idea of like when you get in your creativity and you don't have to remember it, but where a lot of times what science does is it wants to pull it out and just say, it, it pull it out from its hole and separate it and say, what can we do within this without giving the attribution to the, the spirit that, that created it? And, but to, to say, let's flip this and do all this stuff with creativity, but we're going to try to keep out the idea that spirit or divine was involved in this in any way and separate it. And I think that's an analogy yeah. for what, what we do inside of ourselves. We tried with the ego tries to separate it from the whole. Right. And it becomes an issue. And the, and the work that we do is to bring it back into the whole. Right. The holistic self the rather holistic, than, yes. yeah, rather than compartmentalizing it down into, okay, here's one, you know, you are you know, like just focusing on the physical body and saying, you know, all you are good for is running or all you are good for is putting together a car That's right. and, That's it. and not saying, you know, not only can you put together a car, you can design a car and yeah. you can really, you know, where's the creative force there? And, but a lot of people, you know, they, they want a car. It's safe to be compartmentalized sure. because where is that flow going to take them? And people have a lot of fear. They don't want to go with that whole flow or the holistic. Well, what's the, just that, let's just consider the, the aspect of what is the relationship when they, they go into fear, the relationship becomes an isolated system so you're relating within yourself there's no longer the relationship of where it came from initially there's not a, a relationship with the creator with the creative spirit so it goes for a little while it separates it you know that was the thing that, that i always got when they talked about the garden of eden i was like okay that the story of the garden what is this about and 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 god said surely this day you will die if you eat from the, this tree when they ate from it and they didn't die but people used to live forever, and, and it's, a, it's a metaphor. The metaphor was you've just separated, you, you've made your own decision and brought something else into it that isolates me from it. I So yes, it still is going to be alive for a little while, but as sooner or later, it, the creek, when you shut up, when you dam off the river, it'll keep flowing downstream for who knows how long. Right. We don't know the lights in the universe, the planets that are still, stars are shining light here. How, they are they still, yeah, they could have been gone. Yeah. So yes, it will live for a while, but eventually it will be cut off. And I think that if we we got to bring this back into the connection, because the the force, the flow, the life in it that brings this shift, this change in, in who we are, is a continual process. It can't be little spurts and pit. no, it's, it's timeless. timeless. It's timeless. Back to timeless again. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So cool. So what else? Is there anything else where you still? I feel pretty complete. I feel like this was really good. Yeah. Good introduction for the timeless 
uh, forgiveness and love, and then the perceptual yes. positions. And I've really got, I mean, I've just done a flow. It's 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 flowing me connecting back, and then the uh, the next one I'm going to be doing that's coming up, which will be really cool too. So, but I just wanted to share with you guys in the audience and you girls and ladies in the audience uh, what happened today. Kathy actually encouraged me. I I was kind of thinking, well, it's really private. Maybe she doesn't want to go into it. But no, she was not affected. This is the beauty of it, affected by that virus part that would maybe have kept her from that. But now the creative part is like, no, let's share this with the world. This is really sweet. Money likes speed, right? Oh, yeah. Everybody, (laughs) everybody, huh? I didn't think you were going to bring that into it, but I'm glad we said it the humorous way. Money likes speed, everybody. No, I, I just feel like, you know, we talk about so many things that we want to do. We, You and I are like crazy idea generators, and yeah. we're always coming up with, hey, let's try this. Hey, let's do this. Hey, let's do this other thing. And I kind of feel like, especially with stuff like this, yeah. that it's really important to go with the flow of the energy that's flowing right here, right now. And while we were talking, it was just like, no, this is this We don't is have good to remember stuff. it. We can just be in it. Just and let it-, it flow. And if it helps other people and they get some value from it, great. If not, we so what? Yeah. You know, it's just we're contributing to whatever, you know, if it helped you. We'd like to hear, though. We like to yeah. hear if... If you got anything of value from this, we'd like to hear. If you have any other thoughts, Absolutely. we'd like to hear back from people. And if if not, well, thanks for listening to this point yeah. anyway. Anyways. But you just gave me something really nice, too, because what I'm realizing is that that's the same thing. That's why I've been having so much trouble. I'm trying to... Uh, I've been trying to create products the same way I used to create products from memory. But I've been so much into this flow as we have been on this this uh, conversation that we've had that you've been listening on, um, that by the time I go back to try to remember what it is that I want to do, I'm already in another flow yeah. that's flowing out. So it's kind of like Kathy's been saying, you got to do more and more podcasts. And I'm like, I'll probably stop creating products because it's just going to be one continuous flow of information. Well, what if that was the case? What if it was just a continuous flow of information and, you know, people wanted to say, hey, you know what? You get like a coaching session every day from doing that. That would be, you'd enjoy that. Oh, absolutely would enjoy it. I just, uh, I get locked up in the idea of like, with the flow of information, what what am I going to do if the, the to... Um, make sure our rent is paid and we're feeding and I get that's stuff I've got to work on too is to, but to if let you're, that flow. if you're letting it flow then the flow didn't you just tell me that the flow just keeps coming if you keep it flowing correct it's the bankers I'm worried about uh, <laughs> our good friends at the bank but yes. we won't go into that on this <laughs> podcast so anyways Kathy are you feel pretty complete with this or is there anything else you want to add or say no, I think this was really awesome. This was fun. Yeah, it was very much fun. We should do this more often now in the flow because there has been no past. It's always been the now, right? There is only the yeah. only the now. <laughs> so thanks for listening, everybody. Like Kathy said, I'd love to hear back some comments, suggestions, ideas, thoughts. Uh, if you'd like to hear more of this. And uh, also, if you didn't like it or stuff you didn't like, tell us. We're, we're into it. But we pretty well know our audience. And we... Uh, we're hoping that you can get the same flow in your life and call one of us, either Kathy or I, if you vibrate or resonate or and you want to explore some of this and the tools that we know and how to do it, we'd be more than happy to work with you. So thanks for doing this, honey, and I appreciate it and look forward to doing some more with you. Cool. Love you. Love you too.
Bye-bye, everybody. Thank you. Bye. Thanks.